0: One time, a well-off Mennonite man, a faithful churchgoer who lived right next door to Charlie's Rez, came up to him and said, Charlie, you have a reputation as a wise and good teacher. Your people look up to you. What can I do to improve our friendship and make things better between my people and yours? We live so close to each other, but we are so very far apart. The Stalo healer replied, why do you call me wise and good? Creator is the wise and good one, and we all come from Creator. 2 leggeds 4 leggeds the salmon, birds, and beavers. We are all equal parts of his creation. The Mennonite nodded. He had heard it before. So you want to know how your people and mine can have better relationships, said Charlie?
1: That's a very important question. I'm glad you asked. That's Soren Menohawk, part preacher, part teacher, storyteller in the tradition of Canada's indigenous people, and full-time follower of Jesus the Waymaker. Hi, my name is Dan Dick and I'm your host for Church Matters. Today we welcome back Soren as we depart from our traditional interview format. At the 2012 Mennonite Church Canada Assembly in Vancouver, Soren Menohawk connected with a number of Mennonites from the Fraser Valley and took time to explore their relationships with the local First Peoples. At one point, an older gentleman took Sorin aside and said with conviction, unless we start addressing the issue of land, honestly stating what has happened, that most of B.C. is not treaty territory, we will never approach reconciliation. Moved by that comment, Soren did a little historical reflection and wrote a translation of an infamous Jesus story. Some may know it as the parable of the rich young man and recognize it from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31. Others may recognize the way this story ties in with the idle no more movement that we've been seeing across Canada. Either way, it's worth a close listen. I'll first read the story from the New Living Bible translation and then we'll hear Soren's retelling of it from a First Nations perspective. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. As he was starting out on a trip, a man came running up to Jesus, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what should I do to get eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But as for your question, you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Do not cheat. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was a child. Jesus felt genuine love for this man as he looked at him. You lack only one thing, he told him go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell and he went sadly away because he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for rich people to get into the kingdom of God. This amazed them. But Jesus said again, dear children, It is very hard to get into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to mention all that he and the other disciples had left behind. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. And Jesus replied, I assure you that everyone who has given up house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or property, for my sake and for the good news, will receive now in return a hundred times over houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property. With persecutions and in the world to come they will have eternal life but many who seem to be important now will be the least important then and those who are considered least here will be the greatest then now let's listen to Soren's version of this Mark 10 story
0: some time ago there was a Stalo medicine man named Charlie who was sent by Creator on a journey through Saltamec territory, which some call Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. As he traveled, many people came to him to receive words of wisdom, a healing touch, and the hope of a new beginning. One time, a well-off Mennonite man, a faithful churchgoer who lived right next door to Charlie's rez, came up to him and said, Charlie, you have a reputation as a wise and good teacher. Your people look up to you. What can I do to improve our friendship and make things better between my people and yours? We live so close to each other, but we are so very far apart. The Stalo healer replied, Why do you call me wise and good? Creator is the wise and good one, and we all come from Creator. Two-legged, four-legged, the salmon, birds, and beavers. We are all equal parts of His creation. The Mennonite nodded. He had heard it before. So you want to know how your people and mine can have better relationships, said Charlie? That's a very important question. I'm glad you asked. Surely you know what your elders have said, don't you? Honor your neighbors and all your relations. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Respect the aged ones and never defraud the tribes around you. Immediately, the Mennonite smiled and said, Yes, I know this, and I have kept it all since I was a little boy. Charlie looked at him with compassion. From the heart, he shared these words. Brother, I appreciate your obvious sincerity, but have you ever wondered how you and your people got so wealthy? Ever wondered how come so many natives, who once lived from and cared for this rich land, are now poor and suffering from addictions and despair? Ever wondered whose lands you came and settled and how you came to call it your own? Ever wondered how the past shapes the present? If you want better relations with Creator and my ancient people, grapple with your history, with my history, and the history of this land right here in this place, this land that has given us life and cared for us. Then go and do as your great Siam says, the one you call Jesus. Give your money and property away. To the poor. My people aren't looking for charity or for church people to come and save us with good news. We aren't even looking for apologies and the promise of reconciliation. We're looking for true justice and respect, for equal friendships that allow us to stand up for each other. Through that, a great healing will come to us and to you. But none of that will come until the church does as Jesus asks. Redistribute your wealth to the blessed poor, to those who have sacrificed for your blessings. If you do that, then you'll be in right relation to Creator and my people. That's the key to our friendship. I know it sounds crazy, but remember, I'm not quoting a tough-talking Mohawk warrior, and these ain't the fighting words of the American Indian Movement. It's simply the wisdom for right living that your sacred medicine man taught. And that's why we love Jesus. He was such a good Indian. When the Mennonite heard this, he was shocked, full of sadness and some anger too. Angry because he had much privilege, power and property. And he believed that his wealth was the result of all his hard work in a God-given promised land, not connected to some long-gone historic injustice. And so he stalked off. Would he be seen again? Would he ever approach a native person once more? The legend passed on to us does not exactly say. But it does say this. When the Mennonite left, Charlie looked around and said to his tribe of followers, how hard it is for the settler, even the well-intentioned, to enter Creator's kingdom. The disciples were perplexed by his words for here was a Mennonite the movement could have used. Sure, the guy was old school, a colonizer unaware of the history of this place, but he had impressive resources and a big reputation. Sitting together around the fire with someone like him could help blaze new trails on their liberation quest, especially with other whites. So what if he didn't know how he gained his place in the world and at whose expense he could be brought up to speed later? Yet Charlie was firm. Friends, how hard it is for settlers to enter the Creator's way. To paraphrase Jesus, the waymaker, it's easier to stuff a Nelson Rockefeller or a Nelson Redicob through the deposit slot at Van City Bank than to get your average settler to embrace God's red road of justice and wealth redistribution. They were all, to a woman, to a man, greatly astounded and said to one another, But if that's the case, is there any hope? Who can be saved? Charlie looked at them and said, For two-leggeds, it's pretty much impossible. Can't be done. But look to Creator, and all things will be possible. One fellow from Charlie's res piped up, Look, we didn't have much to begin with, but we have left everything to walk this path. With hands lifted up, Charlie said, know that the Creator sees your sacrifice and will honor it. If we stick together, no one who has left all things will lack anything. For when we potlatch with one another, we share everything and our community will be full of what we need, food, health, and happy families. But make no mistake, persecutions will come. Many settlers believe that Ever bigger houses, nicer cars, and more stuff is the only way. They'll resist. That's what they've done here in Saltamek, a territory without treaty, for the last 150
1: years. Thanks, Soren, for sharing that story. As people of faith, we believe that we will all be blessed when we are in right relationships with each other. If your news about the First Nations people or the Idle No More movement, or any other issue for that matter, is coming primarily from mainstream media, I challenge you to seek out the voices that are not being heard. As people of faith, it's our responsibility to listen not only to the voices selected by news editors, but to find and listen to those voices who do not have the power to break through the noise of our culture. That concludes today's program. Thank you to all our listeners wherever you are. Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks so much for your support. Please consider making a gift to Mennonite Church Canada so that we can help build better relationships with all people around the world. If you are particularly interested in supporting Mennonite Church Canada's Indigenous relations work, just call one 866 Or visit MennoniteChurch.ca to find out more. My name is Dan Dick, and you've been listening to Church Matters. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening, and I wish you all many blessings in this new year. As you go out from here